Know what it takes for you to be an influencer in your industry? A million followers? A million dollars? Hear stories from real-life influencers to discover what it truly takes to be an influencer. This is Influence That Innovates. Welcome to Influence That Innovates, where we break down what it means to be an influencer. I'm Andrew Gabbert, and my goal is to inspire innovation by sharing stories of influencers and reminding you that everyone has influence. The question is, what will you do with it? I'm sitting down with this week's influencer, Terry McIntosh. Terry is just recently the founder of Scale, the Entrepreneur Business Growth Network, and he also serves as a business growth consultant for startups through Zone 7 Business Coaching and Consulting. I do need to mention that the views and opinions expressed by this week's influencer do not represent those of the show or Joyco. So Terry, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Very excited about this. So uh, why don't you first tell us a little bit about Scale and what the vision is there. Yeah, so my vision for Scale is a, it's a group on LinkedIn, first of all. And I notice a lot of different groups on LinkedIn will have uh, various different, uh, they'll take various different forms. The one I've seen mostly are that people just you know, dump all their blog posts up there, mm -hmm. you know, trying to impress other people or whatever. I'm not quite sure exactly what. And it ends up being just another news feed. And so I was thinking to myself, well, for a, an entrepreneur or you know, start a business that's looking for help and they go to see these things, yeah, they might pick and choose a few you know, articles that are interesting, but where do they go to ask? You know, yeah. Hey, I, I have this problem. What, what, uh, does anybody know how to fix it? And I really struggled finding something like that. So uh, to fill a need, essentially, to get out there and to um, provide a safe forum for people to ask questions about how to best grow their business to mm -hmm. overcome these challenges or roadblocks that they, that they currently are experiencing. Yeah. And, and then you also do, you consider yourself a business growth consultant. Talk Correct. about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I differentiate myself a little bit from a business coach, whereas uh, you know a business coach will go in and you know try to elicit all the information from you, uh, which is fine in certain instances. However, uh, as a growth consultant, I'm actually going to go in there and help you along through a specific plan to get you a specific result. And there's coaching that's involved in that process, but there's a little bit more to mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Why don't you first define the term influencer from your perspective? So to define influencer from my perspective, I would say it's somebody that people look to to get direction. And that could be you know, many different things. You could look to somebody for direction from obligation, from fear. And what I would like to um, present is I, I'd be an influencer because people see what I'm doing and they follow the, uh, the actions that I take as opposed to just the words that I speak. Yeah, being the example. Exactly. Yeah. So how does authority uh, play into influencing other people? You've got this new group on LinkedIn uh, mm -hmm. that, you, that you started, and then your business is obviously consulting and, and helping and being the authority, being the person who knows the answers. How does that play into influencing others? Well, people want to get information from people they can trust, right? So they're going to uh, they're going to search that out. You know, are just going to ask somebody just on the street that you don't know, or you're going to ask somebody who's been doing similar things for a very long time, right? And so when people are going to look for that, um, they're going to try to find people that they trust. Um, you know, maybe they know them, maybe they don't. 
but there is something about them that leads them to, to trust them enough to take direction from them. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who wants to become the authority? Never stop learning. <laughs> Never yeah. stop learning. There, there's, I mean, there's so much out there, you know, there's, it's, there's information glut, you know, in the world today, but yeah. how are you going to take the information and apply that? Right? And that's, uh, that's one of the things that, that I try to express to people is that, yeah, you can go to the internet and you can find 10,000 ways to do something, uh, but first of all, is it something that would work for you? <laughs> and second of all, how are you going to apply that to your situation? And that's where a consultant like myself would come in and help. So uh, you've decided to fill the need of helping businesses grow, particularly startups. Yes. Why do you feel that you can be helpful? Why do you feel qualified? In that area. Well, this is my third business. So I've, I can't say I've gone through everything, but I've gone through quite a bit mm -hmm. in probably over 15 years of running my own businesses. So from that perspective, I feel, I feel qualified because I've gone through a lot of the highs and a lot of the lows <laughs> yeah. that people go through. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, never stop learning. I've, I constantly have a, you know, a book next to me that I'm, I'm going through. Uh, I think I keep Amazon in business <laughs> because I just order so so many books and you know on, on various different topics you know the business growth topics or marketing or you know how do you deal with problem employees all that kind of stuff uh, to me it's just ex extremely interesting and so uh, you know just constantly learning and uh, so you can better help people when they come into certain situations. How important is it to you to understand the answer to that question for you to be able to process? why you feel qualified. Oh, because then you, you, don't, you don't go giving people advice that you don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> you see a lot of that. <laughs> uh, and, and actually, I, I do actually see a lot of that. Uh, I, you know, we were just you know, mentioning before the interview started about that, uh, that specific problem uh, with, with business coaching right now. There's so many people out there that have taken a weekend course or read a book and think they're a business coach. And I think that's doing the industry a disservice because people uh, go to them thinking that they are authorities, uh, they're influencers, and, and, and they hire them and they start to work with them and they, they realize that they really don't have the goods to back it up. And that's uh, it's, it's giving a lot of quote-unquote business coaches bad names uh, because people think that all business coaches are like that and they really aren't. So how does a saturated market affect your ability to influence other people? Yeah, so I think you can do a couple of things. One of the things that I'm trying to do is kind of differentiate myself a little bit from those type of you know, seminar type business coaches. And uh, you know, I do that by starting a group uh, like I have, like mm -hmm. a scale group, uh, getting involved, uh, giving a lot. Okay. Um, I mean, if you've, if you've looked at my website or my blogs, um, my Twitter account uh, at bizcoachterry.com, for example, that is, um, I'm constantly, you know, giving. I'm constantly, you know, putting out free information, which I would believe uh, leads to that influencer question. You know, uh, you know, people believe that you can help them, mm -hmm. then they're more likely to uh, to talk more about what they're struggling with. Yeah. So you would say that confidence in yourself is critical. Confidence in yourself is so critical that that's one of the main things that I I teach in my clients is. Because it affected me for the longest time. I mean, I knew I knew the right words to say. I, I had the experience to back it up. Everything was in place, except for my level of confidence. And what happens is when you start talking to somebody about what you're doing, and you're not confident, 
subconsciously they're thinking, okay, what's really going on with this guy? <laughs> and that it might not, may not even you know come to their mind, but subconsciously they're thinking that. And they're not going, going to want to work with you because they just have this gut feel, right, that mm -hmm. something's not right here and they don't trust you. So I've seen a lot of people that actually overcompensate for that. They're super confident and they, <laughs> and they get the people, but then they can't follow through and deliver. Yeah, there's a balancing act there. Exactly right. And, and I've actually seen more people on the low end that aren't mm -hmm. confident enough. You know, even though they're really good at what they do, they're just not confident enough to get out there, put themselves out in front of somebody and say, hey, I can really help you with yeah. this. So how do you get somebody who is skilled and knowledgeable yet lacks confidence up and over that, that hill? Great question. Uh, it's, it's a process. And you got to kind of start small. You know, you, you get them to do something, like go to a networking event or something like that, mm -hmm. and say, just meet somebody, and you know, I, I'll give them a script to say. So just memorize the sentence and, and then just think of them as just you know, a person that you're just meeting. Yeah. You know, not a potential client, not something right. like that. I mean, that gets in the whole networking issue. But yeah. um, just, just talk with them and just say, you know, hey, you know, how's it going? So, what's, uh, so what, what do you do? And the more you do it, the more confident that you get. A lot of people get caught in the, the trap of, you know, I got to be perfect before I do anything. And that's the worst thing in the world because number one, you'll never be perfect. And number two, you'll never have the confidence to deliver that anyway. So just by small incremental steps, doing something small over and over and over again. And because I mean, myself, I was a, a computer geek. I was a programmer. That, that's how I came out of college. <laughs> you know, I was, you know, don't look up, just look at your keyboard and, 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 and keep typing. That's what you do all day. All right. But then when I had my first business, I had to actually sell the software that I was writing you know, I guess, oh my God, I have to go talk to somebody now? <laughs> yeah, then that becomes, you know, uh, another interesting challenge. Yeah. And so I had to kind of figure out how can I best do this? And I stumbled and bumbled and, you know, made a fool out of myself. But you know what? Now, you know, 15, 17 years later, you know, I think I, I kind of learned that confidence because I've done it so many times. Yeah. There's a quote, I say it all the time, and I can never remember who said it. Uh, so I'm sorry if you own this quote. The idea is that you jump and grow your wings on the way down. Mm -hmm. And so you, you just got to get going and figure it, out, figure it out along the way. You don't have to wait until you're 100% ready. Mm -hmm. I got that advice when I, was, <laughs> uh, when I was thinking about getting married and having kids after that. If you think about it too hard or if you, if you wait until you're ready, you're never going to get married. Oh, there's never the perfect time. Yeah. If, the if perfect you time wait, just won't happen. It's not going to come. Right. You got to just kind of jump into it. And, um, and I think that that's where, and this has come up in a few other interviews, that's where uh, the idea of faith comes in. You have to have faith that you can, you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. If you sit back because you don't know the answers, it's never going to happen, like you said. But you have to be willing to take the risk mm -hmm. and figure out what's next. Yeah, starting your business is, is a huge risk. Anybody who's done it knows that. You know, you're risking your, your finances, you're risking uh, your relationships, you're risking a lot to do this. And I mean, I, I admire anybody who is willing to take that chance. And that's one of the reasons why I do what I do, because I want to help them. Because, you know, I have done, <laughs> I've done the bad things, right? I've had the bad experiences. I don't want that to happen to these people, right? So that's one yeah. of the things that, that, that I do. But, you're, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, um, there's a, a certain amount of faith 
there's a certain amount of risk, and there's the, uh, the hard work component. You know, you, you have to constantly learn. I mean, if, if you think you know everything, then you're in the wrong business. You gotta <laughs> go back to the cubicle because that's, you know, you're, you're not going to succeed. If, if you're not constantly learning, constantly you know, getting a mentor or, or a coach or whoever, somebody to help you along uh, your path, somebody who's been there, done that kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, uh, which can help you with, you know, minimize that risk. One of the areas that you focus on in your program is priority management. And that is, for me, that's huge for my role here at Joyco Productions because I've got more work than I have time to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I have to be able to prioritize so that I get the right things done on time. Talk about the necessity of priority management in the life of an influencer. Yeah, it's, uh, it's as you just very well outlined there, it's, it's critical. And as, a, uh, as an influencer, as an entrepreneur, um, somebody running their, their business, it's, it's an absolute necessity. Otherwise, you're just you're going to end up burning out. You're going to uh, you know flaming out and just just totally failing. And and what, the way I teach this to people, it's uh, and I mean obviously there's a little bit more to it than what I can do in the, in the short amount of time. Mm -hmm. But uh, in a nutshell, there's basically four areas that you need to kind of categorize. Right. So there's two criteria and four areas. The two criteria are: is it important and is it urgent? Now I, I didn't I didn't create this all on my own. This is Stephen Covey. Uh, seven Habits of Highly, Success highly Successful People uh, popularized this. And also, I guess, uh, Dwight Eisenhower b back in the 50s, 60s, whenever that time period is. Don't, <laughs> don't shoot me, historians. I'm sorry. Uh, they, he came up with this of you know, how to run uh, his organization. And so, uh, there's, so two things. Is it important and is it urgent? Right? Uh, importance is you know, what's, what's going to happen if it doesn't get done? Mm -hmm. right? What's the repercussions? And urgent is, is it always a time-based thing? When does it need to get done by? Okay? So if you can uh, picture yourself a, a quadrant, you know, a box with four different boxes around in it, and then there's you know, high urgency and high importance. Right? Those are the things that you need to get done you know, right now. There is um, uh, low urgency but high importance. And really, that's the area that you want to focus on, right? Things that are really important that can move your business forward, move your organization forward, right? But not necessarily are, are super urgent, right? Because otherwise, if they're high urgency and high importance, you're just running around fighting fires all day, right? And most of the business owners that I've spoken with, they're kind of like that. They have 17 things to do today. And oh, my God, what do I do first, <laughs> right? And... And again, this is, this is all part of a, a, a big plan where you have a strategic plan to start with, right? Mm -hmm. Or if, if you're working for somebody, your boss is telling you the important things that we need to get done this month or this week, right? And then you're aligning what you're doing with those, with those tasks, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, so there's a high important, high urgency. That is things that you need to do. High importance but low urgency, um, those are things that you can schedule or plan out. Low urgency and low importance, those are the things that you can dump, all right, yeah. uh, or just do it on your own time, mm -hmm. all right? And then the, uh, the last one is um, it's very urgent but not quite important, and that is what I t try to tell people is to delegate. So do, decide, dump, and delegate are the four quadrants. And if, you know, but some people say, well, Terry, this, I have, everything is high urgency and high importance. <laughs> you know, then what do I do? 
so what I suggest to them at that point is, uh, well, which one is closest to the money? If you're a business owner, mm -hmm. right, or, or working in the business, because you know, should I call that that uh, potential client back or work on my website? You know, they're both very important. I really both need to get them done right away. But which one's going to get me money quicker? Right? And as a business owner, you always have to think about where the revenue stream is coming from. So that's the reason why I say that. Which is closer to the money? That's really interesting. I I think it can be easy to get overwhelmed by this a massive to-do list. I mean, just yesterday. My to-do list had grown to 50 or 60 items because I wasn't able to get to it for three days. Mm -hmm. And so what I tried to go through first was, okay, I see these are, you know, there's this group of to-dos here that are low importance, not so urgent, but they're super quick. I'm just like 30 low seconds. Low-hanging fruit kind of Low-hanging fruit. And yes. so um, it's kind of this Dave Ramsey mentality that you do the easy stuff first because it's a quick confidence boost. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that there's there's a time and a place for that, and sometimes you just got to power through the stuff that you need to get done. But for some people, it works well to to grab that low hanging fruit and say, okay, I've got some stuff done. Now let's get to the stuff that I really, really, really need to get to. And that's what I was able to do. Was okay, okay I've been able to cross off about ten things off my list in about five minutes. Okay. Okay. Now there's some other things that I really got to get done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind yeah. of that sense of accomplishment. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, there's no one way to make this work, right? I mean, for you, the, the sense of accomplishment was very important for you, right? So that was good to get those knocked off the list. You know, they're not weighing on you heavily. Right. That, oh my God, there are all these things I need to do, <laughs> right? So that's, that's great. I mean, if, if you can do that, right? Um, then there's the, the school of thought by like Brian Tracy who says, you know, first thing in the morning, eat the frog, right? So do, do the absolute, you know, worst thing yep. early in the morning, <laughs> then it's just, you know, it's easy from there on. Right? So there's different schools of thought for yeah. that. Right? Um, but what, what I've found is that if you have something that is, uh, you, know, is you categorize as your top priority for the day. Right? Uh, all, all my clients, I, I, we have worksheets that we do this every day. And we list the top three things that you need to get done today. And you, you prioritize them based upon the, the stuff we just talked about. Uh, your number one priority, that's what you work on until you get it done. Otherwise, it's not your top priority, right? So work on that until you get it done, and that may be moving it until tomorrow, right? If it's yeah. a larger type of a thing, right? Um, the the caveat to that is, well, what if you're waiting on somebody? Well, then okay, then you put it on the back burner until you get that that dependency right. met. But that has helped a lot of people because they'll get going on something, then they'll see the shiny object over here, and they'll yeah. start working on that because that's fun, you know. And then they won't get back to the really important thing. And so therefore, they're getting stuff done, but it's not really moving them forward. And it's important to be aware of the problem because I struggle with that. I've got a list of a million things to do and something comes up and it's like, okay, I really got to do that. I could do it really quickly. Let me just, let me just jump over here and do it. And then what happens is something else comes up and okay, that's really quick. So I'll just, I'll just do it real quick. And then what ends up happening is it takes me away from the stuff I really got to get done. Right. And that's... That, that's the myth of multitasking, really, is what that is, because it's been proven that it takes a certain amount of time to switch your, your mental focus. And if you're on something that you're really deep involved with, and then you have to switch to another task, there's ramp-up time for that task. And by the time that you get back, you know, the task may have only taken 30 seconds, 
but I would almost guarantee that you're out five minutes <laughs> by the time yeah. you actually get back into the depth mm -hmm. that you want to in that first task that you were working on. So the whole task switching is really making you less productive. It's been shown over and over again. Yeah, it's a false productivity. Yes. Um, and it, it's so easy to get sucked into that. So I want to conclude with this. Um, based on what we've said, um, an influencer, and, and just to be clear, a, a positive influencer, they're not afraid to give. They are confident. And I'm going to add a fourth one here. They work hard and they prioritize appropriately. And so as you guys that are listening are striving to be an influencer, I mean, these are things that are going to be crucial to really throughout your whole life, no matter what you're doing, whether it's business or personal or anything. Agreed. So thank you, Terry, for sitting with me and talking. Thank you. You're very welcome. I appreciate the opportunity. If you guys uh, are interested in learning more about uh, Scale, you can check it out on LinkedIn. It, uh, the group is Scale, the Entrepreneur Business Growth Network, where you can post questions and, and get some accountability and some help on uh, issues with running a business, uh, particularly if you guys are early in the stages of, of running a business. He also has his uh, coaching and consulting company, Zone 7 Business Coaching and Consulting, and you can visit his website there. Uh, it's www.bizcoachterry.com, and that's spelled B-I-Z coachterry.com. Uh, so I hope this has been encouraging for all you guys that are listening. Be sure to check out more episodes as we continue to explore the idea of influence and what it means to be an influencer. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Influence That Innovates, brought to you by Joyco Productions. And don't forget, somebody's always watching. Don't waste it.